Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about a yoga practice. I've said the practice uh, many times on this podcast, and I'm sure you have other people say it. Oh, my fucking my yoga practice. But what is a yoga practice, or what is a practice in general, right? And I think there's a lot of lessons we can take off the mat and putting it, applying it to real life, and all that good stuff that helps us out. A lot of reminders that we can give ourselves to keep going uh, in service of a practice. So I'm going to give a little story about why I use a practice, how I use it, and how I apply it to life. And then we're going to define what a practice is and then get into some yoga philosophy stuff and help you along the way. So a practice, again, for me, it's just a good reminder of when I'm struggling to do the thing, whatever it is, right? It could just be like practicing yoga, doing the poses, it could be the meditation stuff, but also off the mat, right? If I look at things that I do as a practice, it kind of takes away the, 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 the detaches me from the outcome that I'm trying to get. And that's one of the things we'll talk about later. Uh, case in point, this podcast is I'm trying to teach, treat it as much as a practice as I can. And I show up and I do it without trying to hold on to any of the results, but really just enjoying the process of doing the podcast, right? Doing the notes, setting everything up, hopefully leading the conversation in a way that you all enjoy, you know what I mean? And maybe I get better every time and now I'm having people on the podcast and trying to hone those skills. And if I just kind of look at it as a practice and if we can look at other things in our life as a practice, we can, again, detach ourselves from outcomes and just focus on the process as much as possible. And I think this is really important in, in daily life when we're just so distracted with fucking everything, right? Especially this really shiny, shiny, shiny results that we're trying to get, whatever that may be, whatever thing it is that you do right now or that you want to do. And we're super results focused versus process focused where results are great, right? We like to hit our goals. We like to do whatever. But the, the thing with the goals or the results is, you know, if and when we get there, we can be, we'll just be like, all right, fucking now what? Do I just go on to something else? Or it might not, you know, hit all the strings that you think it might once you get there. When I uh, got promoted to the rank that I am now, I thought like this was the end all be all. I'm going to fuck. Once I make this stripe, boom, it's going to be awesome. And then the day came that, you know, I'm very fortunate and grateful that I got it. I was kind of left like, oh, this isn't as um, great as I thought it would be, you know? Um, so that's just one example. And, but if we focus on the, the process of, you know, the journey, that's kind of the big thing. We just worry about getting there. That's where the real magic happens. I feel is where we learn, you know, what we're made of, what we really enjoy about what we're doing. It's all done in the process and the journey there. And you hear that so many times, it's not about the destination; it's about the journey and it's very corny and it's very cliche, but it's fucking true. It's about how you get there not necessarily when or where you're going to get. So that's kind of why I think of a practice is and how I use it to day-to-day life and why I think it's important for us to talk about it today. 
But let's get into what is a practice. Um, so I kind of did a little research, the most basic shit you can do. I just Googled, what is a practice? And there's a couple definitions straight from the dictionary that I thought were really interesting. And I thought really, really applied to what we're going to talk about here today. The first one is it's an application of an idea, belief, or method versus just, you know, the theory you're thinking about it. So I thought this was really interesting because so often we're just like reading about shit, taking in information, da 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 da, but we never actually apply what we're reading. Or sometimes we forget to apply the things that we're taking in. And I'm very guilty of this too. I listen to so many goddamn podcasts and audiobooks. And sometimes it's kind of like a badge of honor. Like I fucking listened to this many audiobooks this month. And some of them are fiction. Some of them are more like self-development stuff. But for the self-development things, like, okay, I listen to it, but how much of it am I actually putting into my life? Am I actually applying to the things I'm trying to do? So the practice is a really important thing. Applying these ideas, beliefs, methods that we're acquiring through our knowledge and just seeing what comes out of it, right? The next definition was something that we do habitually. It's a habit that we do every single day, day in, day out. And this is kind of going into really applies and kind of colors the the yoga practice, which is something we do every single day. And it's just a habit that we do. Not a thing that we do, you know, once a week, not a thing that we do once a month. Every day we wake up and we do this thing. That is our practice. And the last thing, or def, part of the definition was to maintain one's proficiency. And, you know, this goes into if you don't use it, you lose it type stuff. But if we do things habitually, right, we apply these ideas, we maintain proficiency in whatever it is, or maybe we gain some proficiency in whatever it is that we're trying to do. So for all in case and purposes for this this podcast, that is what a practice is. You know, that's how I defined it. And I think it really applies to what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Now, when it comes to the yoga practice, we're talking about, you know, Reducing what are called mental fluctuations or chitta vritti. That is the purpose of yoga. And what these mental fluctuations are, you know, you can just think about it as all the, the mental clatter, chatter that we have in our heads, right? Um, things that from our past, things that we worry about the future, things that we're worrying about in the present that remove us from being completely still and present and seeing things as they are, not seeing things through different lenses or mirrors that have been kind of warped from our experiences, right? The practice of yoga is to reduce the chitta vrittis or the mental fluctuations. <clears throat> so we do this by doing the, the asanas or yoga poses, by doing the meditations, by applying all the lessons and philosophies every single day. And that's how we reduce the mental fluctuations. That's what the purpose of yoga is. At the end, I'll be all right. If you read the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, that's kind of one of the first or two, one or two sutras is that the purpose of yoga is to reduce these mental fluctuations. And again, the, the beautiful thing about yoga is, I feel anyway, is the it's really focused on the journey, right? You can try to get all these super sexy poses as much as you want, but you may get there, you might not get there, but it's really about just being present on the mat and feeling your body and just appreciating your body for what it is. I did an episode on uh, making peace for your body and, and yoga shreds a little while ago, but um, I, that's what I really love about yoga and that every day is going to be different. You know, some days your body's fucking all about it and it's kind of flowing, moving. Other days it might need a little more love, a little more encouragement, and that's okay. But, you know, again, if we just focus on the process of doing it and showing up, 
we will get there. We will get proficient. And just remembering that process or excuse me, progress is not a linear thing. It's not going to happen in a straight line. It's going to be up and down and back and forth and all kinds of different fucking ways. But the big thing is continuing to show up. And these are the lessons from yoga that I've found and I thought were really interesting. You know, the first one being tapas, which is translates to self-discipline. This is the third niyama. I've mentioned it many times on the podcast before because it's probably one of my favorite niyamas because I just like the idea and the definition of and how it's defined in the yoga sutras, which is tapas is to burn. And that's a really um, visual thing, right? If you, you, you know, you have a fire, you throw something in there, that thing burns away, it reduces the ashes, and then it just fucking floats away and it's gone. And the purpose of tapas is, remember, to cultivate a fire within us, that self-discipline, and to burn away any impurities that we have. This could be physically, this could also be mentally. Again, talking about those mental fluctuations, if we continue to show up, those thoughts or stories that we tell ourselves may ultimately burn away, right? They just disintegrate and they'll be gone. And now we have a clearer picture of what we're looking at because we no longer have that extra thing or those toxic things that we're holding on to. So that's another thing. One thing about tapas. The other thing about tapas is you have to accept that whatever you're going to do, whatever you're showing up to do, is going to include some suffering. And it's to whatever degree you want to do, right? Just it is what it is. And this kind of goes into the old thing of, you know, pain and gain. There is going to be some pain for you to gain. Your body, if you talk about physically, um, you're going to have to stress it out if you want to progress that. But also mentally, right? It's very, very difficult to change thought patterns and to dive in and find out why the why am I the way that I am? That's basically it. Uh, you, it's going to take a lot of work. And you have to accept that you may uncover some shit that you didn't think was there or you don't, you're afraid to uncover. But you have to accept that that suffering, that hardship is necessary to come out clean on the other side. And that's the one, another point about tapas. So if we look at, you know, the example that's given in the, the yoga sutras that I, that I have is if you, again, this is written a long time ago. So if you look at a, you know, white linen tablecloth, you know, if it gets all dirty and shit, it has to go through some kind of turbulence. It has to have boiling water poured on it. It has to be beaten or, you know, back in the day anyway, till all the stains are removed, all the purities are removed. It has to go through this rigorous thing to get clean. And here in this, you know, this example is, you know, if our spirit, whatever, you know, um, the laundryman in this case is kind of us. We're the same person. We're, and we're doing these things not out of, you know, anger or malice, it's because we need to get it clean and we know that it needs to go through all these things to come out clean on the other side of whatever cycle. So tapas is a really, really important thing about self-discipline. And this also goes into the consequences of our habits, right? If we show up accepting suffering to burn, all that sort of stuff. But realizing that suffering is going to come either way. And you can kind of choose your suffering and you know, cause not in all cases, but a lot of cases you can. You can choose your own suffering on the front end, right? By doing the things that are very uncomfortable, but choosing to do them. Or you can wait until those things inevitably catch up with you and you can do your suffering there. But at that point, it's not going to be your choice anymore. 
it's going to be made for you. So that's an interesting thing. Uh, shout out to Consequences of Habit, which I'm a big fan of. I'm, maybe I'll post them in the show notes. It's good stuff. You guys will follow them. Let's follow them. Uh, the next lesson is, again, surrender is an important thing. It's a very difficult thing to admit that a lot of the shit is out of our control. And I think the sooner we realize that, the sooner we can focus on what is in our control. Um, during the plot, during the deployment, again, I, I did a, you know, the meditation classes and fucking nobody showed up for <laughs> like the first month. And that was out of my control, really. I did my best to, you know, market it and advertise all that good stuff. But, you know, I can't make people fucking show up. But, you know, I, I tried to focus more on what I could do, which was, you know, market it better, make better advertisements, maybe talk a little bit more about it at work, put myself out there more, all the things that were in my control. And then sooner or later, those things started paying off, right? So surrender to a higher power or whatever it is, or just... You know, you don't have to surrender to God or anything if you're not super religious, but you have to admit that some things are just not in our control. And the, the sooner we surrender, the the better we are, I feel. Um, and this goes into the practice. This ties into practice because the results that we really, 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 really want, we may, may not get them. I don't know. Again, if we just focus on the results, we might get a little heartbroken when we don't get it. Or we might just be a little underwhelmed when we do get it. But if we focus on the process and the practice, those things that may or may not come as a result are just little extra cherries on top. So surrender is another, I feel, super important thing. As we move on into some other aspects of yoga, we find ourselves in Abhyasa and Viagra, which is kind of like a, I see my kind of like a yin-yang type thing where you have to have masculine feminine you have to have action and inaction to have a, a whole practice and this is from the yoga sutras of patanjali where he said you know to practice yoga first you have to have abhyasa or you have to do abhyasa and what abhyasa translates to is the actual practice of yoga and here we can just talk about whatever you know the practice of whatever you're trying to do and he defines it or he says you have to do three things for it to be considered an actual practice the first one is you have to do it for a long time. And he doesn't really specify what a long time is. And I think that's really on purpose because a long time for me could be a very different long time for you. Uh, to a long time to get a doctorate is a very long time compared to, I don't know, getting something else. But a long time is what you need to do it for. So take that for what you want, but you have to do it for a long time. The second thing is you not only have to do it for a long time, you have to do it without interruption. And we can look at it as a couple different ways. Is first, doing it all the time without interruption, meaning like, yeah, I mean, I practice yoga about like once a month. And then, you know, last time before I did that, I mean, it was about two months. And if I kind of span that out over a couple of years, maybe I've only actually done yoga two or, you know, 10 to 12 times. That necessarily doesn't count as a practice because I'm not doing it. I'm doing it with lots of interruptions. Same thing with any other skill, right? I I have a compound bow and I haven't shot it in goddamn a long time and I want to get back into it. I just, you know, haven't made the time for it. But, you know, if I shoot my bow, just, again, I, I wouldn't say I shoot a bow because I haven't, my practice hasn't been consistent. I've have one, have had one for a long time, but I haven't used it without an interruption, if that makes any sense. And also without interruption means with, you know, our distractions that we have every single day. So if I'm, doing it is whatever I'm doing, yoga, shooting that bow, 
but I'm thinking about a bunch of other shit and that kind of interrupts the the whole process of what I'm trying to do. So you got to be kind of whole ass when you're doing this thing. And I find, you know, when I'm writing papers and I'm doing, when I was doing, going through school, I would have this deal I would have with myself because man, let me tell you, scrolling through social media is so much more entertaining than writing a paper on some business bullshit. But I would just say like, all right, you know what? For half an hour, this is all I'm fucking doing. I would put my phone on the opposite side of the room. I would put on some, you know, some like uh, studying music and I would just fucking go full, whole ham. And that was kind of really, to me, a really beneficial way to do it. And that's how I do things now. But that's what I give me for it without interruption. And the last thing is with utmost devotion and enthusiasm, meaning you got to be super excited about it all the time. And if, and you know, here I kind of like shit isn't always going to be excited, but that's where the topic comes in. You have to show up even though you're not, don't really want to. But with the devotion, I think it's a, it's an important thing to t- to take in, you know, with devotion, we mean with a certain amount of respect without any ego, with some love and gratitude for this practice. And I look at this, you know, for whatever it is you're going to show up, showing up without an ego, meaning like I have to really care about it, my practice, the way I would care about, you know, conversations with my wife. I'm not going to show up to that full of ego and trying to one up her or try to win anything. I'm just going to show up with love and devotion. That kind of changes my mindset when I go into it. And same thing when I show up to whatever it is right now, you know, my practice, I like lifting weights. I've mentioned that many times. And I rarely ever show up without any, I just show up and I just, with respect and love and just fucking love doing this thing with soul devotion. I just do it for the, for the love of doing it, not for any really outcome anymore. So when you get all those three things together, right, doing it for a long time, doing it with, without interruption, with devotion and enthusiasm, then you have a vyasa or a practice, which is a really great thing. If any of those things fall off, it's going to affect the practice, which makes sense, right? You think about that. If you don't do it for a long time, that's not really a practice. If you do it kind of willy-nilly whenever you feel like it, that's not really a practice. And if you do it and you're kind of half-assing it with, you know, without any devotion or enthusiasm, you're not really going to get anything out of it either. So that's abhyasa. On the opposite end of that, we have Viagra. <laughs> sounds like Viagra, which is a detachment. And this is where the important thing is, is, you know, the surrender and detaching ourselves from any outcome they're trying to have from this practice and just focusing on the process. And I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but, you know, you have to show up just to do the thing, not with any other thing in mind, because when you show up with an intention and with a outcome in your mind, you kind of taint the practice a little bit because you're not doing it for the love of it anymore. You're doing it for the outcome. And that kind of changes things a little bit, I feel. And that doesn't mean you have to live like a monk and fucking denounce everything, but just realizing why you're showing up. And I think if we, you will really find out if you start doing something and you start to question like, why the fuck am I doing this? Especially when it comes, becomes not fun, which can happen really quick. You will start to question, why am I doing this? And if your answer is to, you know, something external or some other external motivator other than the love of the practice, then maybe that thing isn't really for you. Or maybe you need to need to rethink that or redirect why you're showing up and, and recharge yourself a little bit that way. So the takeaways here uh, for this podcast episode is, you know, falling in love with the process. That is where all the magic happens. That is where you're in day in, day out. You're not living in this certain, this hopefully future that maybe you won't get as a result, but you're in the trenches with it and you 
really appreciate those times as as a student, as a beginner, as a practitioner of whatever it is you're doing. The second thing that I found that I thought was really interesting is that your peace is always yours and you give it away by having these desires for other things. If I, and I, I'm sorry, I really like to fucking weightlifting all the time. I just, that's pretty much all I do. Um, if I, or this podcast, let's use that, the podcast. If I start showing up to this podcast and I'm fucking super upset that my podcast episode didn't get however many downloads, it's going to disrupt how I'm showing up for the daily thing of showing up and doing this podcast, right? I give my piece away very easily just to this other thing that it's inanimate, something I don't have a control over. So just remembering that your piece is always yours and it's yours to, you know, keep, and it's also yours to give away very easily if you choose to. And the last thing I heard that I thought was really cool and kind of want to take, share with you guys is whenever you're doing something, you have to keep the heart in God. And what that means is doing it for of service, doing it for something else, surrendering to whatever it is that you have no control over. But the hand is in the work. So you have to actually do something with your hands and do the work for whatever it is. But keeping your heart without ego, that's why I kind of feel like when you say in God is without ego, but your hands are still moving and in the dirt, in the dirt getting dirty, all this sort of shit getting cast up. So that is all I have this week. I hope this was beneficial. If you like what you're listening, please leave a rate and review, share with your friends, follow along, all that good stuff. If you have any ideas for future episodes or anything you'd like me to cover, send me a message, send me an email, and I will talk to you all next week.